myself I have an MBA securities licenses and clients net worth for decades for 15 million dollars they have 50 million dollars so you only can keep clients like that if you use decision science you use logic and you use math and you have a vast network of people that you tap in to their knowledge to benefit your clients. Because, because of my securities licenses, I have a fiduciary responsibility to protect the public. Now, for me to make money and live a good lifestyle here in Southern California, I have to consistently make my client money. And more than that, provide them with the right intellectual, financial resources so we all could be happy. So I translate that, my career, who I am, into sports betting to give you, of all people, the tools you need to put money in your pocket, betting on college and professional sports. Why do I do that? I do it because I just got tired of listening to the bullshit from ESPN, from Fox Sports. Constant ton, Big Ten channel, constant ton of just crap. So since I watch a lot of sports, since I have a lot of contacts in the sports industry, I decided to share information, good Solid. I have a journalism background as well. Well sourced information so we can all help each other get to the truth or at least get close to the truth. Elon Musk said, if you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. So what we do is we collaborate. The sports betting is about collaboration. We collaborate with each other to get as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes. And since we live in a $134 trillion U.S. market, the richest country in the world, for now, there's enough money for everybody where we do not have to be over-competitive. But we teach decision science. We teach uh, mental health, mental health first aid kit. We teach uh, different methods, the nuts and bolts, right, of how to pick an investment, 
how to analyze an investment, right? And sports betting is an investment of your time and your money. So you have to have a very disciplined process. Yeah. Sometimes put on makeup, sometimes not, but they're okay if you come, you know. They, the ones that ask you how to do an exercise, you always got to think, right? So they're like, oh, hey, are you still married? Da, 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 you know, stuff like that. Those are the one type. And then you have the types that don't wear makeup and they're focused. They're in there to work out and do not want to be bothered, right? They're without makeup. They're sweating. <laughs> don't, you know, don't fucking talk to me. I'm working out. This is not the club. What side do you fall on, Melissa? Um, I am the... I am the um, walk into the gym, full-blown panic attack, put on my headphones, avoid people, <laughs> don't want to be here. Um, yeah, I, I have this weird thing about working out in a gym. It just feels very claustrophobic for me and unnatural. Right. I like being out in nature and doing all that in nature, but you know, you can't lift weights in nature. I mean, you can, if you had the weights, but I mean, who wants to right. go well, out yeah, in nature? You have to do like some Bruce Lee, <laughs> you know, cybergenics type, you know, bring ropes out there or something like, um, I forget what they call those people. The, um, whatever, those people that just use their body weight, but they pay like 70 bucks a month. It's like, there's right. no weights stuff you can do at home. You're paying 70 bucks a month. Right. Somebody yell at you or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, when I'm when I'm at the gym, I um headphones, blast my music, avoid people <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> Put on a they resting did, bitch face. <laughs> they did a survey years ago. Let's see if Melissa knows. Do you know where the, the most popular place to pick up a, a female is? Besides the bar. Besides the bar. <laughs> The well, gym, the gas the station, yeah. The gym, most likely. Gross, grocery stores. Oh, really? Oh, you know, really? That, yeah, I heard that. The I was grocery like, grocery store of all places. I was like, really? The grocery store? That's what I've I heard. never, I've never once been hit on at a grocery store, so I can't agree with that. <laughs> well, you know, some people, as jo to Josh's, to piggyback on what Josh said, some women or guys go in there right after the gym or the workout because they want to get their energy drinks. They want to get their nutritional Water, drinks, whatever. waters, whatever. So they're dressed and like they were just worked out. So yep, yep. some guys look at them and go, wow, that girl's in great shape. Wow, she, she looks good. I'm going to go out and talk to her and see if I can get her number. They walk up and start talking. And half the time, I think the, the woman's like, "Get the hell away from me! I don't want to talk to you." And the other time, they, they're too nice and they just talk to them. So, yeah, yeah, I um, I'm convinced that I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm unapproachable in public. I don't know what it is, but anywhere I go, I hardly get hit on unless I'm at a bar and they're drunk and they're feeling it. But I feel like maybe most of the time, I unintentionally put on a resting bitch face even though i'm like the nicest person you'll ever meet um, yeah same way in high school nobody would approach me nobody i didn't get asked a prom nothing no kid nothing yeah wow yeah completely unapproachable wow <laughs> yeah i don't mind it though it's very peaceful <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. So we always say if you're the toughest, smartest person in any particular room, as I get rid of the echo here. Yeah, so if you're the toughest, smartest person in any particular room, you are in the wrong room. You guys can hear me? Yes. yes. Yep. All right. So we have people who, as you can tell, are smarter, tougher than we are. So we'll have Melissa, how you feeling? You're close to 65%, a lot better than all of us. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I, I think I did better than last week, like I said I, I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm enjoying the progress and, and seeing how, you know, the picks are coming out each week. Feels it's good. fun watching games in, in your uh, but body counts blowing up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Who is this, who is this new girl? And how is she getting all this money so fast? Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. called being okay, smart yeah. about it. All right. I do my research. I do my research. I do what I have to do. That's one of the top three rules. Yeah. Number two rule of betting: always do your research. Yep. All right. So, Mel, if you can introduce Scott for us. Yeah, we've got Scott here. He's been with us for a while, way, way longer than me. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Scott? <laughs> I'm doing great, except it's very cold. It's getting colder out now, so you know, four blankets in the bedroom and put down the pants and everything. It's crazy. It's come too way too quick. But, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Picks were good last week. Um, you know, solid week. So keep the keep those solid weeks going, and those better than solid weeks going, and we'll. Making people a whole heck of a lot more money than we have already. So, oh, yes, 100%. 100%. Big time, big time. So, what's the first game we're gonna look uh, at? Melissa, yes, um, a very boring game Bears and the Commanders. <laughs> the Bears and the Commanders. So your defensive coordinator has severe mental health issues and just takes off. That's a new thing kids have, the whole ghosting thing. So I think this is the first time that a whole defensive coordinator has ghosted a whole team. Nobody knew where he was. People were worried about him. I don't know how many people were really worried about him. They just said that in public. They were worried about him. They didn't know where he was. They finally found him. He's crazy. So Eberfuss takes over. Eberfuss comes from Pinkhole. Remember, Pinkhole won two SEC East titles. And then he won it with Michael Sam. And then Michael Sam, ends up, his whole thing ends up having a lot of likes, right? Because he was the first uh, all-American gay guy, right? He was the first all-American gay linebacker in the SEC. And Gruden made fun of him while he was uh, retired or whatever Gruden was. He, he made fun of the guy 
uh, and he gets fired from a job 11 years later, right? Because, and it's funny how the way these guys think, right? Because Gruen did show that he's very homophobic. You couldn't believe that Goodell would allow a gay person in the NFL. It's like, oh, wait a second, man. You know, being gay isn't illegal. Why, why, why shouldn't you be able to uh, play in the NFL for gay? I don't know. I don't get it, right? It's, and he said, oh, I don't care, man. As long as you can play, you can play, right? And then he gets Crosby, who's also gay, and makes a star out of him to kind of medicate the Michael Sam thing. So Eberfuss, the head coach of Chicago, was that guy's, you know. So this guy's always around with a lot of controversy, a lot of problems with people, and he's head coach of a cheap-ass family-owned team on the road to a team who just got sold and all the people are going to be fired, right? And then the defensive coordinator for the commanders, I think Scott remembers this because I was very bewildered last year when I saw Jack Del Rio at the Rams training camp. I'm mm -hmm. like, what is Jack Del Rio doing in the Rams training camp? And then he gives this backpack to some kid who looks just like him. And I'm like, what, what is Jack Del Rio doing giving backpacks to people yeah. around training camp? He's the defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. And I walk out with him. He's kind of nervous, acting kind of weird. He almost felt like he was a Scientologist because he was like, like a zombie or he belonged to a cult or something. And I yeah. walk out there with him. And I'm, you know me, I'm trying to tell jokes and stuff. Jack Del Rio, da-da-da. He was really nice to me. Very, very, very nice. Uh, just weird, right? And I guess that ended up being his kid, the word for McVeigh. So weird situation. I'm looking at Vegas Insider here because they're up. It's up to six plus six. Thursday night, they're 0 and 4. They need a win. The commanders suck. So I'm going to buy a point, and I'm going to go Bears plus the seven because the commanders suck really, really bad. And as I did my Hawthorne effect yesterday, which I liked, uh, but it was like when I had my own restaurant and I owned my own, yeah. So half the food I didn't like that I sold with people liked, and the food I liked people didn't like. And I go through solo podcasts. But I digress. My wife's like, uh, you're laughing at your own jokes. Ha, ha, you're crazy. You know, she's a second there. <laughs> Just an expert on crazy. But yeah, so plus seven, over 45. If you live in the past, you die in the past. Years gone by when uh, Scott and I were young, right? Long time ago. If you live in the past, you die in the past. So you got to check your thinking. And I'm glad I have feedback here. Kevin McCarthy, right? Fall from Grace podcast is amazing. Ten times the download to anything else. We do the Fall from Grace from George Navarro. People go crazy. As much as, you know, Super Bowl podcast or NFL podcast. So Kevin McCarthy, one of the reasons that he lost the speakership. How do you lose a speakership? Nobody's ever lost a speakership before. And one of the big things that... That got him was not having feedback. He thought he could curse out uh, the Democrats 
on the news, Sunday shows on Sunday, and then wants their help like three days later. No, man, he should have some. Listen, man, don't say that now. Wait, because you're going to need their help in two, three days. Shut up, right? Salesmen think short term. Businessmen and women think long term. And another example of how short term thinking, right? Not necessarily is going to get you in the end. Some people luck out and it doesn't get them in the end. Or it gets them way later, right? Uh, everybody knows that Kevin uh, McCarthy likes to screw the, the hotter ladies in Congress. But there is no, let me know what you think, Melissa, but there is no fury like a woman's scorn. So you look at Nancy Mace, right? Anybody can uh, Google Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace is a knockout. He ends up giving her $4 million to her pack, but she ends up being one of the eight that votes him out. Because <laughs> I guess she made some promises for their affair that he didn't, that he didn't, that he didn't fulfill. And even though she got $4 million, she was like, no, nah, whatever, man. You can't mess with me. You come after me, I'll spill the beans and what happened. I'll do a, a live thing on ABC. <laughs> But I digress. So in the past, this game would go under 45 points, two pathetic teams on a short week. But now, even though you refer as a defensive coach and reverse it with the offenses the way they are now and Goodell, uh, who should have left a long time ago, 88 million, but he's still there. He wants points to be scored. He wants ratings on Amazon. So look for this game to go over the 45 we we'll Scott and then Melissa, who's beating us, beat us three out of four weeks. We're one in three versus Melissa, Scott. It's not good. It's not good. 33% is not good. Um, so, doing research in this game, I saw an interesting stat that, that started to lead me one way or the other. When two teams play in a short week, from which is Saturday and Thursday, which the Bears and the Commanders are, the team, the team that goes to overtime in that Sunday game is 2-18 and 18 against the spread. Washington Ooh. just played an overtime game against Philadelphia. Short week at home, Bears did not. I'm taking the Bears plus the – and I'm going to buy the point with I'm going to go Bears plus the seven, and I'm going to go over 45 because I think the Bears will be able to score. Washington will have to score with the Bears to keep up. So I'm I'm with you, Josh. I'm going Biz Biz plus plus the points and over forty five. Who love it, love it. Yep, that'll be What do you think, Melissa? Um, uh, I agree with the over. I definitely think they're going to be going over. Um, the um, the under has hit an extremely high clip in primetime games so far this year. So it's more likely for it to go over, I feel like. Oh, um, I love the contrarian thinking. You got to love that. Mm-hmm. Told you, I do my research. I got all that up this here. Is no, Josh. Josh. Do your research. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. But I, I am going to see the commanders on this one. So. The commanders and Sam Howe, good old yeah. Sam Howe from North Carolina, 
the commander. So she's going to be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We're going to get a video when these days. So she was a very famous, uh, or is on the grammar, uh, very famous Supreme Court justice. And the way she became famous was with all these eight to one rulings with both extreme liberals and extreme conservatives came and they all agreed except for Ruth Bader Ginsburg and she descended. So you were here on the news or when I was driving back from, you know, in a meeting, a business meeting, right? I listened to the radio and then the Supreme the Court decision was eight to one. And the one descender was RBG, the notorious RBG, eight to one. That's how she became famous, the notorious RBG. The, not, the notorious Mel uh, is going to be the center on the first game. Two horrible football teams that you can only hope for a train wreck in this game, like watching Jerry Springer show, where you would just watch for a train wreck. So you would watch this game to see what crazy stuff's going to happen. Hopefully, it does. I look at the body language of the Bears, Eberfuss being his own defensive coordinator and still trying to run the offense. And Justin Fields trying to prove he's a bet, you know, drop back quarterback and Sam Howe and see who a crazy ass uh, John, uh, Mr. Del Rio is. He was really nice to me. I shouldn't call him crazy. The man was nice to me. He gave me money for like my Uber. He's like, oh, here's a $50 bill for your Uber. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Ben says was looking poor that day. <laughs> nice guy. Nice guy. Jack the Real. Defensive coordinator of your commander. All right. What's the next game we're going to look at, Mel? Um, the London game. The Jags and the Bills. Man, such a creature of habit. This just completely throws me off. Uh, <laughs> I was, I don't know. I saw the Bills, so the knee-jerk reaction was go with the Bills, but the Jaguars got to stay in London. So they're not going to be jet-lagged. They're not going to be jet-lagged. The Bills are. And remember, remember, the Pagulas. The Pagulas are the cheap, degenerate, just bad people, the Pagulas. And it used to be just me saying that, right? Because that's you know one of my main gigs what I do for a living is to study who's the owner of the company and the measure of the man, who are these people, da da da. So it's clear. I'm not the only one who thinks that Mrs. Pagula, Kim Pagula, is a gold digger. And what these people did was they were slumlords and they owned factories. And they started cursing out the people of the Buffalo City Council because they want the city to pay for a stadium for them. And they're being nasty about it. And uh, it's funny because I was talking to a Buffalo Bill fan and Kim Pagula's in the hospital. <laughs> so people think she was either poisoned by some Bill fans <laughs> or she's getting like karma. All that to say that the Bills are traveling coach to London. They're not going to get the, the treatment, the cons are going to get there with their brother. Uh, again, all these teams are even really. So it's just at the margins. All these teams are good. So when you say they suck, they suck comparatively to other teams. So with that being said, I am going to go with the Jaguars plus the six. And 45 is the average of an NFL game. 
This is priced at 48. Uh, the Bills, just the way they're structured and the way McDermott is, he's a disciple, Andy Reid. Give me the under 48. This time we'll go Melissa and then Scott. I um, I will agree on the under. I, I don't think it's going to go over. Um, but then again, something crazy could happen and it could go up. But I don't think it would. Um, I feel like these two teams, they're – well, I feel like their defense is going to be pretty good on each other. They're going to give themselves a run for their money. But um, I'm going to say Bills on this one just because Bills have – um, a stronger, I feel like history, like currently, um, in the NFL, um, they seem more powerful, but then again, they could still be beat by the Jaguars. So who knows, but I'm feeling the bills. I'm feeling the bills on this. Um, yeah, I'm going to go bills and then under, what was it? 48. So we agree on the under. Do not agree on the side. And part of the side is uh, the lights out defense Jacksonville played since the beginning of the game while the Bills are getting their, their bearings, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, I see the Jaguars, some people say, be ready to go. So break the tie, Scott. What do you think? So as, as you were talking, I wanted to see if the Bills were in London already. Here's what I found. The Bills are flying to London overnight on Thursday. With an arrival for Friday morning, they will hold their final practice of the week on Friday afternoon. The team's decision to fly out late in the week was studied by the Bills Performance Science Department. And they said there will be no effect on the Bills players. Well, the Buffalo Bills paid them. What are, what are they going to say? Oh, you got exactly flying out Thursday night. They're flying. They're, they're going to hold the practice literally three hours after they get off the plane. There's no way their right. bodies going to be ready to play an NFL game on Sunday. They're going to be tired, very tired. So I'm taking the Jaguars plus the six, and I'm taking the under because I don't think the Bills are going to score nearly as much as they have in the past three games because they're flying out late. Remember a couple of years ago, Minnesota did this, Josh. And they just completely yeah. laid an egg in London when they played. I think the, Bills, I think the same thing is going to happen with the Bills. They're going, to, they're going to be fatigued. The cheap ownership will not allow them to fly out. And they're flying out overnight on Thursday, not during the day. So they got to practice on Thursday, go home, get two or three hours of sleep, get up, get on a plane, fly six hours to London, and then, and then practice three hours a- it's a disaster. Give me the Jaguars. The Jaguars are sitting there waiting for them. And the under. So. Right. And we saw this last year when uh, they were snowed in. And they got the, the cheap, really cheap motels. And there was a bunch of prostitutes outside the hotel because they wouldn't get the nice hotel. And, again, the number one cost of an NFL team is travel costs. Yep. So. They, they told them, listen, if you want to keep your job as a sports science team, give us the least amount of days where we're paying those high London hotel costs. Got it? Oh, got it. Remember, these people are slumlords. Yep. So, it's, you know what? It's going to be 6.30 in the morning. I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to get my hot yoga workout because I'm going to be sitting there 
20 bullets <laughs> that picked against what Melissa said. <laughs> right? It's always, it's always very stressful these days now seeing how good Melissa is for a canny. Not only does she have a rocket arm, but her uncanny ability to pick football games. So, I mean, 20 bullets. Scott and I agree, though, and we'll form the consensus of the Jaguars being rested and covering the six points. We're not saying they're going to win. They're just going to cover six points. Yeah. Their defense is going to play well early. All right. What's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Uh, the Texans and the Falcons. Texans and the Falcons. Yes. Uh, another game that, again, I'm not a doctor. I can probably play one on TV when I lose all this weight. But uh, <laughs> but if you're having trouble sleeping, I'm not a sleep expert either, but if you're having trouble sleeping and you have DDR functions on. on your side, put this game on. You will fall asleep, I guarantee you, by the middle of the first quarter. Agreed. You're going to be falling asleep, right? You're going to be seeing Desmond Ritter throwing that sidearm and getting blocked. <laughs> Remember in Oklahoma in the playoffs against Alabama, Alabama kept batting his passes down. He did not look any better in that London game. Uh, he was throwing the ball late to Drake London. Drake London's open. So yeah. is Cal Pitts. He's just late because he's late reading the defense and the coach makes him run it all the time. He does get him in the right play, right? That's why they got him from Cincinnati. That's why Cincinnati wants to win a game. He's smart. He gets him in the right play. I really don't see the talent as a quarterback. He's even the height he has, he gives it away throwing it sidearm. I'd rather have Melissa as our quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. She'll pick up the offense. Did you see this? Yeah, look at the video. She throws it from the damn arena next to her ear. Her dad did a phenomenal job. Next to her ear, he throws it and boom, it's a gun. And she has her shoulder. So, you know, just give her a Tommy John surgery. And she'll be ready to go. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> Better than Mr. Ritter. And then um, we have Mr. Ritter going against the Texans, C.J. Stroud. He's done well. Um, it's on the uh, Big Ten Network, if you can see it or get the, uh, the replay of it. It talks about his upbringing and uh, going to those elite camps. And his dad being in jail and how he focuses uh, all the stuff he's going through. We all go through stuff. So the stuff he's going through, he focuses on football to get through. So it's making him into a decent NFL quarterback. I kind of like him now better than I do C.J. Stroud. Right? So you got the Falcons minus one. Texans going into the Mercedes the Falcons need a win uh, because the Texans played Pittsburgh last week and teams that play Pittsburgh lose the following week. And the Falcons are a good running team that will beat you up in the running game. So for that reason, go ahead and give me uh, the Falcons at home and the Mercedes Dome. We all know the Mercedes dealership that's across the way, right? It's owned by who, Scott? Who owns the Mercedes dealership? 
across the street from the Mercedes Dome where this game will be played. Would, would, would that be the number one um, uh, coaching fraternity in Nick Satan and Bill Belichick somewhere in a – You got it. Ding, ding, ding. Got it right. Exactly. Bill Belichick. None other than Bill Belichick. And uh, Nick Satan, they own the Mercedes uh, dealership right across the way from there. So I, but I digress. Like the under 41 and a half uh, rookie QB in Atlanta needs this game bad. Goodell needs this game bad. He's going to send that memo out to the pan, you know, to the, to the Texans saying, hey, guys, you guys got your built-in win last week. Atlanta needs their built-in win this week. So let's go with your Atlanta Falcons. Minus one, under 41 and a half. We'll go Scott, then Melissa. So, the, so it's now gone up to two, Josh. It's Atlanta minus two. So the, Atlanta the, Atlanta's taking money, but I still I still like Atlanta in this situation. I think that um, – Houston's not going to be able to stop the run. Bijan's been really good. Um, there have been calls for Taylor Heineke as a quarterback um, because Drake London and Kyle Pitts need him desperately. This guy is, is not Reds is not that good. I agree with you. They played a physical smash-mouth game against um, Pittsburgh. Very emotional with J.J. Watts retiring the ceremony there. So I think they're going to come down a little bit off of that. And Houston's been playing. Just a little over their heads right now. So I'm going to take Atlanta. Atlanta with the two points, and I'm going to take under 41. It's going to be a total running game. So that's where I'm going. All right. So that's consensus. What do you think, Melissa? Agree 100%. Um, Falcons um, under under 41. Nice. Falcons under 41. And nice. We all agree on it. Yeah. But when we all agree on it, I would personally bet double. Yep. All right. That is, that, that is my opinion. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all three of us agree on the Falcons minus two under the 41 and a half. Remember, the Falcons are a dysfunctional football team. And when it's a dysfunctional football team like that, you might want to go with a money line because this team is crazy. They might be up by yeah. eight points, right? They might be up by eight points with the ball at the one-yard line. And what do they do? They fumble it, and the guy runs it back all the way. They miss a two-point conversion, blah, blah, blah. And you had minus three. <laughs> and you had, you, had, you had minus eight going in. This is the type of team it is, right? Your dysfunctional family member or my dysfunctional family member. That is, that is Zach. By the way, that's the Zach Ertz rule. Zach Ertz dropped the pass in the end zone with eight seconds left. We would have covered that game. I'm now calling this the Zach Ertz backdoor cover rule. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> backdoor covers. You know you've been betting a lot of games for a long time when you're predicting that comes cover. out. <laughs> yeah, when that phrase comes out. Yeah, no, backdoor covers. Yeah. Backdoor covers, I thought, was like some clothing I would take when I would go to San, San Francisco, the bear, to cover my backdoor. This is the demographics there. 
But in betting, it's something totally different. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the unpolitical correct days, lifting weights with uh, WWE now wrestlers, you to hear those jokes. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Let's see the Panthers and the Lions. Panthers and the Lions. Another Agent Rob special. Got to confer a little bit more on these games with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like CJ Stroud. I do not like Bryce Young. Bryce Young was never really able to get to uh, win a big game in college. What makes you think he could do it in the NFL? We don't know. Sometimes, you know, you got to look at evidence. The evidence so far is not good. And Frank Reich, he got Philip Rivers into the playoffs. He knows how to do more with less. But he looked really frustrated what he's got. He's got a horrible offensive line. And offensive line play has been really important lately from what I've been watching. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. I still, it's just too many points, too many people on that at Detroit Lion hype train. But I'd like to see this get to 10. There's a lot of betting going on now. It, it has. has it in the Josh, it's a 10, Josh. It's a yeah. 10? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's a 10. So there's my double digits. Uh, double digit dogs in the division cover about 80% of the time. You did not bet it blindly. But when the commanders, and I guess the second half of the season, right, we get our shit more together and we got things pumping, we'll do a live stream right on Sunday, like maybe 30 minutes before, to see the line changes. But last week when I saw, I want to call them the, the Commodores, like the, the group, the Lord Commanders. When the Lord Commanders got to 10 last week, it was double-digit double dog in the division. So yeah. one and oh. Um, home dogs on Monday night, three and one. 75%, right? And we're already 80%. 80%. Frank Wright at 0-4, he looks like he hasn't, hasn't slept. He had the papers in his hand. His face was flush red. That's why I encourage you, especially when you start getting good at sports betting, uh, mute the TV, right? You don't want that clutter, that propaganda in your brain. Because remember, what our job as sports bettors, because we're betting against the casino, we're betting against other bettors, right? Uh, we're betting against fan bases, right? Uh, so you put it on mute so your mind doesn't get cluttered yep. with misinformation. Because all they do is PR propaganda. It's what you hear on TV. Sometimes I'll hear when the mute button isn't working, I'm trying to frantically hit the mute button and get into the TV and turn it off, and you hear crazy stuff. Like last week was, nobody, nobody, I don't care who you are, nobody picked the Ravens. I'm like, oh, really? Let me, sh- let me, let me post this on your, on your thread here. Scott singing Wednesday night, <laughs> telling all of us that. And we even put it in the circuit contest. They're the Ravens. We're going to win that outright, and we won money on the money line. All right? So, again, clutter. And like Elon Musk says, you get to the truth so you can predict outcomes. So don't let clutter create a barrier for the truth. 
And the truth is, I love now HD now. You saw the the wrinkles and the bags underneath, right? The bags underneath Frank Reich's eyes. He's not like me. But me, you know, I make my own schedule. So last night I took the extra, you know, pot gummy so I can have a good deep sleep and wake up when I wanted to wake. Sort of, sort of wake up. It's you know, things happen. People sort wake of. you up. <laughs> but I get a good night's sleep. Frank Reich isn't. So give me the Panthers plus 10 over 45. What do you think, Melissa? Um, I agree with the over 100%. Um, I think the Lions might. Well, I'm feeling the Lions at least. Um, Lions. Well, I, I got it at uh, minus nine at the time, which is nice. now at 10. So, um, so yeah. I'm feeling the Lions. Let me look at their stats real quick. Yeah, so, you know, we're threading into dangerous territory, Scott. It's always dangerous when you pick it against what Melissa's saying. You're going to be wrong around 70% of the time. It's dangerous. So I'm, I'm treading in dangerous territory, Scott. What do you think? I'm with you guys on the over. I like Detroit in this game. I agree with you, Josh, 100%. I've seen nothing from Bryce Young that, that signifies to me that he can go into Detroit and have any kind of success. Detroit's going to run the ball a lot. Carolina's weakness on defense is their run defense. They can't stop the run. David Montgomery went completely off against Green Bay last week. 130 guys, three touchdowns. I think that's the game plan again this week. And I don't think Carolina is going to touch the ball a lot in this game. So I think Detroit's going to score almost in every possession they get. And I think they're going to win a game somewhere in the vicinity of 31 to 7, 34 to 7, something like that. So give me Detroit. And I got it at 9 2. I always go, I always look at on Sunday night at the look, look at headlines. I saw yeah, Detroit right. with minus 9. I took it right away before it got to the double digits, and I took and I took the over on it because I, I think Detroit's going to score enough to, to send this game over, and I think Carolina's going to have a lot of problems. So it's at Detroit. It was that Carolina be different stories? Would it be at Detroit? Fast track. Jameson Williams is back too. That's that's the other thing. He's been reinstated. I don't know if he's playing, but he's back too. So if he plays, he might get a deep one from Jared Goff. So. I just and Ben Johnson's a great offensive coordinator. He there. certainly is. He certainly is. Lions. So yeah. this is where philosophy comes in. And knowing the coaches like family members. And look at those nice charts Melissa has that's making yeah. Melissa. So I don't know if you can see. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's exploded out the light on my, on my end. But this is the Panthers. This is what I want to show you. Why? Why? Okay. My why? I'm picking the Lions. Nice. Love the whys. This is the only podcast that gives you whys. That's right. That's right. So I create my charts and I, I do my matchups to see how the teams performed the previous week. And then I compare when they match each, when they're when they're playing each other. So Panthers performed like this last week. Right. Lions last week. <laughs> they're 
you know, their chart is a little bit higher up. So yeah. their performance is a little bit better on their end. And that is my why I'm right. looking at. So I just wanted to throw that. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. It makes a yeah. lot of sense. It does. The only, yeah. yeah, the only times where we've gotten right, a game right, and uh, and, and Alyssa has gotten the game wrong is because uh, we picked something completely irrational. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Based on, a, on an urban legend we learned 20 years ago. <laughs> it hits. So we're in dangerous territory, but Scott Smart is going over Melissa's side, and the consensus is the Lions minus nine over 45. Uh, the reason I think the, the Panthers are going to cover the 10 points, my why, is coaching philosophy, right? Uh, fundamental analysis makes you money. Technical analysis, you, you people have gotten rich selling it. So the biggest thing in fundamental analysis is corporate governance. So let's say the game's 24 nothing at halftime. What is coach break kneecaps is going to do? He's like, guys, we're going to break kneecaps in the second half. We're going to run it all day golf. Take it easy. We don't want you in any deep shots. We're going to run Mr. Jabir Gibbs to death. They can't score 20 points, 24 points on us in the second. And then the Panthers score 17, 24-17. Josh is happy. And, and it is, and it is my, my thing to the people. If you believe in Detroit, bet the game now. Right. It's going to go up. It's going to keep going up. It went from nine on Sunday night to 10 on Wednesday night. Right. You don't think it's going to get to 11 or 12 by the time kickoff happens on Sunday? You'd be crazy to, to just wait. Don't wait. Bet it now. If you yeah, like the lines. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're the only pop. We're the only pop. We're only in podcast to do a bunch of things. And one of the things we do is first we admit the games we got wrong. I did it last night. I have to do my confessional. So I'm not Kevin McCarthy. So I'm not delusional. Oh, I can just, you know, curse out the Democrats. I can just have sex with uh, Nancy Mace. I have sex with Taylor Green. I can have sex with Wolbert. It's not going to come back to me. I'm Kevin McCarthy. Right. Then I'm going to vote me out of speaker. That's never been done. In the history of America, I'm Kevin McCarthy. Look what happened to Kevin yeah. McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. You, you know what I mean? So you got to, it happens. So, you, you know, high risk. So uh, the other part of it is we tell you before it happens. So before it happens, I'll tell you what I get on the Panthers. Right? Mm -hmm. And Mr. Frank won a Super Bowl with, no, whatever his name is, Foles. <laughs> get Philip Rivers and sit. so that's why you have to watch Mr. Reich and he needs to get some sleep though. What's the next game yeah. we're gonna look at, Melissa? Um, let me focus my other tab. Um, that would be the Titans and the Colts. Titans and the Colts. Now, yes. And, and I talked about this in the Hawthorne effect. The what? One of the reasons. Number one reason you do not ever bet your own team, right, is because you overestimate what your kid can do. Oh, my kids should start. Oh, my team should da, da, da. And then the other part of it is when they lose, you take it harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And I had coaches that loved me, but Scott and I grew up from a different area. And I had coaches that loved me. And when I missed a shot, I shouldn't have, you know, I shouldn't have, I should have hit that I didn't miss. I would go to the sideline and the coach was clocking in the jaw. And if I went home and I told my mom, oh, coach clocked me in the jaw, my mom would say, what'd you do? Did the man have to clock you in your jaw? <laughs> Bar none, William Floyd did the same thing. I missed a shot that I should have hit. Bar none, you know, he played with Steve Young later on, won national title, Super Bowl. And you would hit more shots because you were, you know. So the Titans, Grable covers 70% of the time. And he didn't cover the week before, so I was mad at him. And I let my emotions get the best of me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I bet against Grable at home, right? Grable was ready. He covered. And we know that this is, and coaches are doing this, I think it's reckless because you, these guys, especially people that make so much money, you Kevin McCarthy's, whoever, uh, they're arrogant in their decisions, right? And they put too much value on the way they can process things. And I'm like, you listen, you're not a rocket scientist. Elon Musk is the one who's flying rockets. That's an electric car. You're a football coach. <laughs> You're a politician who knows how to raise a lot of money, get smarter, tougher people like I'm doing with Scott and Melissa to say, hey, Josh, you're full of shit. That the pick is going to get you in trouble. Josh, you're talking too much. Shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got you to be able to get information like that. So to that end, coaches, the first game of the season, uh, playing vanilla, to set up another team, I think it's stupid. Scott's the one who actually been a coach for 30 years. I'd like to know your thoughts on that. But that's what Brayville did. He shut down for one week to beat the other team the other week. He has to win home games, the family-owned team. Now he's taking on the responsibility to be a general manager, which, again, I think is stupid. There's so many smart, talented people in the United States that for you to take extra roles that maybe, I don't care how smart you are, you're just not prepared for so now he's thinking about selling tickets. So he tanks one game, does good in the other game. He's at home, right? He's actually no, on the road. Against the Colts. Yeah. And the Colts are the worst, one of the worst teams in football, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, they only score out of pure luck. Anthony Richardson is a complete disaster. And I remember looking at this with Scott, and this year we'll do it with Melissa. Uh, as the year goes on, you want to look at uh, – you guys can see the screen, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you're looking at the Colts and Rams game I saw. So the Rams dominated them in the first half. All right, so it's 20 nothing at halftime. Uh, we look at the rushing. 3.9, 5.6, okay, 4.3, that's fine. Uh, this is something that we'll look at as the year goes on. And mm -hmm. cheap teams, it, it really stands out, right? So the Rams take out Aaron Donald, and they try to save the legs of their defense playing backups. And luckily... Indianapolis uh, came back. 
So Indianapolis comes back, and the Rams put on their regular offense again, drive down the field, and score. <laughs> it was it was very easy. Yeah. So yeah. that was a very deceptive deceptive game, right? Yeah. So let's look at this. This guy played hundred percent of the snaps, which is crazy. The Rams had six guys play 100% of the snaps. So as you go on, what you don't want to see if you're Indianapolis fans is this guy. R. Thomas, free safety. So R. Yep. Thomas, free safety, played 100% of the defensive snaps <laughs> and half of the special team snaps. He's not going to be able to last all season doing that. Nope. This is a, a sport where there's a lot of collisions. Ed Speed, one of the better linebackers, 55% of the snaps, 63% of your special team snap. So as the year goes along, we'll make a lot of money with this. Team's depleted. And we'll look at the Chargers uh, next week or <laughs> this week. I'll send it, send it to you on the side to see how they <laughs> okay. are. But look at this free safety, too. He played 100% of the snap, but he only came on specialty special teams, 11%. This is the problem I see, Mr. Hulk. That's a bad sign for your Rams there. They're being cheap and not getting backups. This guy played 95% of the defensive snaps and 44% of your special teams, right? Mm -hmm. So now Indianapolis is playing... The Titans? Mm -hmm. Give me the Titans and Derrick Henry and Brable over, what's this guy's name? Scott Stetchen, who was a fake offensive coordinator for Philadelphia. Now he's the head coach at Indianapolis. Why? Because a crackhead owner does not want to pay labor costs, nor does he want to make the playoffs. He doesn't want to pay travel costs. So that's why we look at bidding on games because then we do stocks using financial and business information. So to that end, as a basis for making our decision, because this is our hard-earned money, we're up to 21000 in profits. I like your Titans plus one. Heavy diet of Derrick Henry. You want to wear him down and beat him in the second half. So give me the, your Titans plus one, one and a half, because they are dysfunctional, family-owned team, under 40. We'll go Scott in the moment. Under 40 what? 43 and a half. Okay, because it's at 43 right now, so that, that's why. Um, I agree with you, Josh. I mean, as a coach, you never want to play vanilla. You always want to have a game plan designed against your opponent. Right. Rabel, the last two games, he lost to Cleveland 27-3. He beat Cincinnati 27-3. to Right. So, to me, that tells me that against Cleveland, he basically just said, oh, no. We're we're just gonna we're coming to come in. We're just gonna throw throw a game plan together. Whether we win or lose, I don't care. We'll get out of the game. And then last week he said, you know what? We gotta start game planning into our teams we play. This is a division game. Indianapolis should have no business being in this game at all. Tennessee, Derrick Henry should run all over the Colts. I love Tennessee in this spot. I think Tennessee plus one. And under the total, because Derrick Henry's going to run the ball a lot. They figured out, hey, if we run Derrick Henry 20 times in the game, we're going to win. Right. That's, the, that's the game plan this week, I think. Run Derrick Henry over 20 times. 
and Tannehill can throw the ball a little bit, and the Colts will be worn down by the second half because of the stat you showed that we made a lot of money on last year, which is defensive players play special teams. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, Melissa, be worried if the Chargers players are playing special teams next week because your team would be true. No, I'm just kidding. But in all You'll be okay. He's a professional yeah. athlete. Yeah. They're doing hot yoga. You know, they're professional athletes. <laughs> so uh, I'm in 100% agree with Josh. Tennessee plus one under, under the total. What do you think, Melissa? No arguments. Zero arguments. Um, Titans plus one under 43. All right. Perfect. 100%. Now, this game picks itself, right? I call this a global warming game. All right. Scott already knows what I'm going where I'm going with this. I do. Yep. <laughs> do you want to know where he's going with this too? I think She's, I yes, she took her blood. <laughs> game is in Miami. Well, she'll remember yep. this because yep. they're making a lot of money. Yeah. Uh Jim sending his uh, pick. He's like, Josh, second half line. <laughs> the heat and humidity in Miami. That'll be on my tombstone. Josh made a lot of money second half Florida lines. Man, did they give up, right? Did, did uh, the Broncos give up in the second half? So what do you think about this game, Melissa? The Dolphins, nine and a half point favorites against a really bad team, another family-owned, uh, cheap team that does not want to make the playoffs. They're in a big market, easy money. They care more about Rooney Mara's career. Now we know why with Taylor Swift. What's going on with Taylor Swift? That uh, they care more about her career than they do about the Giants and their fans. Fan Appreciation Day, they gave him a hot Diet Pepsi. <laughs> People are paying 100 grand for season tickets to get a hot Pepsi. How, doesn't that say the illustration on cheap dinner? So, what do you think about this game? Oh, hold on, before Melissa goes, can I update you on something? Yes, sir. The spread is now 11. Ooh. Miami minus 11. Jeez. I did get it in a look ahead line at nine and a half, just, just so you know. Ooh. So I. I I did not. I knew this was going to grow, so I took Miami before it got to double digits. Right, right. So I'm going to have to bet this as we talk here. Yep. Yeah. Bet the team. Uh, Giants, uh, Dolphins minus eleven. The Dolphins just want to score, so I'm forty nine and a half. Yeah. Seems kind of good because I don't think the Giants can score. And Vic Fangio doesn't like to get run over two weeks in a row the way he got run over with Melissa's bills that she's covering with every week. So that's what I think. What do you think, Melissa? I I actually I went and got the nine and a half um, on Monday. Nice. Jesus, what she's smart. Jesus, yeah. she's a smart girl. Holy <laughs> 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 Like a Elon yeah. Musk freaking yeah rockets. 
Yeah. So I went and got the nine and a half because I um, I knew it was going to grow. And uh, let me get my chart out. Hold on. I'm sharing right. from my phone because it's easier. Um, yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. Look, Look at that. Holy so God. Dolphins. Right. And these, 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 these things over here. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere on the chart. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going for the dolphins. Um, I was thinking about the money line, but I think I'm going to do the second half line as well. Um, I, I got them at the nine and a half and it's definitely going to be, I think it's going to be under, under 49 and a half. Yeah, I, I like the, the under because uh, Vikandra, and this is an easy office to figure out. I thought maybe Brable uh, would do some, the ball, Brian Deball, whatever his name is, would would have some changes, something he would tweak things up with. Uh, and no, he does not. He, he's doing the same thing he did last year. Old man Carroll was all over it, you know, because he's old school. He knows how to do that. Yep. And this is going to be, I mean, again, a cheap team. The Mares are cheap. Uh, this is going to be a problem as the season goes along. Now it's a short week, right? On a short week, going to Miami. And let's look at the Miami weather, right? It is going to be 81% humidity. 81. Remember, they have pads on. Yeah. Not only do they have pads on, look – I mean, it's not like Carroll isn't cheap, but even Carroll being cheap, he only had three different defensive players. He had a good lead, but he only had three defensive players pay 100% of the snap. They had four. And then they had two other guys in the 90s, right? And this is a problem, right? This should not happen on a professional team. Look at Carroll. He has 100% of defensive snaps, maybe 17 on a specialty play, right? Yeah. 100% of the snaps. This is your strong. And remember, this isn't a light position. He needs to stick his head in the hole and, and stop the run. It's as a, as a strong safety. He needs to lay hits on people. But not only is he paying 100% of the defensive snaps, he's also playing 65% of special teams. And special teams, you can't just jog down there. You need to go running down there full speed. This guy's playing 60 linebackers, 67% of the snaps in 48, half of the uh, special team snaps. And this dude, another linebacker, Mr. Simmons, this backup, 33% of the snaps and 70 special teams. That is insane. I don't care how good a shape you're in. After you take a couple of licks, you're not going to be good. So give me yeah. the Miami Dolphins second half line. <laughs> Miami Dolphins second half line demands a lot of money, and it is unanimous. The Dolphins minus five and a half, under 49 and a half, in the second half line. Yeah. Go with your Miami Dolphins. It's too much heat. Denver quit. Giants are going to quit, too. They hate, they hate each other. Hey, everybody out there, if you think the Giants quit Monday night, wait until you see them play in the second half on Sunday. Right. It's not going to be pretty. What's the next game we're going to get, Melissa? Um, the, the Saints and the Patriots. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. So, uh, you can't bet your own team. However, 
you can get a report from them. So we'll go to our weekly New England report. It gets information we don't get down here. What's the information? What's going down with the Patriots, Scott? There is Mac Jones could be starting his last game under Bill Belichick this week. Easy already. There is a lot of bad intentions, bad vibes coming from Patriots camp with Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. That's number one. Number two is Bill Belichick now is coaching for his job because of the disastrous way that Robert Kraft viewed this game against Jerry Jones. Where the Patriots were never in the game, never did not play well. Robert Kraft is upset beyond belief, and he's blaming Bill Belichick for the loss. So there is a lot of stuff going on. In behind the scenes, that is not good. They don't have any wide receivers, but the quarterback and the head coach can't get along. The head coach doesn't trust the quarterback to make throws in certain situations. Right. Um, and the owner is is blaming the head coach for the situation that he put his team in. So uh, it's going to implode very quickly. If they don't beat the Saints this week, it's going to get worse and worse, and you're going to see Bailey Zappi as the new quarterback in New England if Mac Jones has another subpar game. So, All right. Bailey Zappi, right? Again, uh, six degrees of separation, right? The, the old game, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. We are one person away from uh, Bailey Zappi. Ben Raslaff, your wide receivers coach for your San Diego Toreros. <laughs> right? They're Division Two, but the football mafia, the Harbaugh football mafia family, they're all in the coaching staff of that. So we've seen a lot from Brett Rasla. You can go on the YouTube and see the videos I did with him. Him teaches in the air raid, right? Because Kitty was his offensive coordinator who's best friends with Clingsbury, head football coach in the NFL. Uh, Zach Kitty and Brent Rasslaff were at Houston Baptist. We interviewed the coach at Houston Baptist. We learned a lot. About keeping plays in your back pockets for certain teams in college. And Bailey Zapp was the quarterback. And we broke down Bailey Zapp years ago. Why I thought he was going to be in the NFL. But now Scott's saying he's going to start. That was bad. And that's one of the, again, Hawthorne effect. It's either bad pick or bad luck. Is it a 20% luck factor? Because there's no locks. Probability theory, the highest level of certainty is 80%. So bad pick or bad luck. So I picked the Patriots last week plus eight uh, for two reasons. That was a bad pick on my part, right? To know and not to do is not to know. So that's why you go through that process. It was a bad pick because if you live in the past, you die in it. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy thought, hey, in my whole career, 20 years, you know, Hot congresswoman like Nancy Mace, I would just do them, have an affair, put $4 million in their pack, let them run, and I had no problems. That same thing is going to work here. Nope. Nancy Mace, when they gave the vote of you to not be Speaker of the House anymore. Very impressed. I was living in the past. I thought that even though Bellatree has only won 20% of his games without. Tom Brady, even worse if you take Vinny Tessaridi out, even worse if you take Jet Games out, Zach Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, he's frozen. We lost him. Yeah, he laughed so hard he froze himself. <laughs> Go ahead, Melissa, give me a pick till we get Mr. Josh back. Yeah, so my pick was the uh, the Patriots minus 1.5 under 39 and a half, which I looked on um, DraftKings right now, and it's at minus one, and, uh, and the over-under is 40 now. So I don't know oh, yeah. if that makes a difference, but. Can you guys hear me right now? Yeah. Hey, he's back. We picked yeah, yeah, up until we knew we were back. back. Yeah, I care about, hey, I just. I just was not speaker just a couple of days ago. Shut the fuck up, Josh, about this whole Nancy Mace thing. <laughs> Josh, I think Kevin, I think Kevin McCarthy got a new computer then. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> every so, time. It happens every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin McCarthy, FBI, everybody. Stop talking about him and Nancy Mace. <laughs> what does that have to do with football? It's, a, it's about decision making. How do you fall from grace? How do you this $36 million? You guys can hear me like George Navarro. Yeah. Except, Except we, we know where our money is buried. We don't know where it is at, so. Yeah, no. It could be it could be Finra. I'm blaming Kim McCarthy, but Finra could be like Josh. Stock market went down because of this stuff. And you're giving two people too much insight. Could be the Nancy Mace people. Want her to run for president. Could be a lot of people trying to shut me down. But it's all in the newspapers and stuff. People can look it up. This is true. <laughs> so if you live in the past, you die in the past. I was living in the past with belly sheets. Thought he could come up with a defensive program. Didn't think that Dallas would tank the week before. And man, Jerry Jones went $3 million. This is personal to him. Uh, you know, he is the vice president, owner, general manager, and head of scouting of this team. <laughs> It's a lot of jobs he has. Uh, the Patriots at home against the Saints. The Saints have one of the worst rosters in the league. <laughs> Their car is very, very questionable. Tyson Hill, we know what Tyson Hill's doing. Melissa, and Tyson Hill's in the game. What is he doing? What I've been boring with you. I've been boring you with this the last week. The one point or the one? There you go. Perfect. You nailed it, man. Yep. Yep. She passes every test. Plus one. So Tyson Hill comes in, that's plus one. Yeah. That's not going to work against Bill and she, uh at home. You do not want to lose interest in the Northeast. Uh, Boston people, I don't know if I'm wrong, Scott, but when I know Boston people, they're pissed about the last month with the Red Sox. They were dreaming, hallucinating they could make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. People are pissed. They need this win. They need this win bad. Yep, they do. They do. You have that right. They can't go one and four with the schedule they have. If they go one and four, they're they're done. So they're done. They're done. And you know, the whole staff will be fired because you got three of his four of his kids on there. Yeah. I you judge. Who's gonna be the head coach, Bill O'Brien? Oh yeah, great. Uh, Gerard Mayo. We'll be the next coach if Belichick gets, Belichick gets fired. And they have to hire a black guy because they're racist. Yes. Yeah. But Gerard Mayo will be your your head coach with no coaching experience. And all he does is what Bill Belichick tells him to do. 
not like you can come up with your own opinion of Bill Belichick. So give me Belichick, built-in win for him under, because the Saints are so pathetic, right? Except for Lori Benz. I'll, I'll show you their patheticness. Okay, the smaller <laughs> the smaller is the Saints, <laughs> and and they're they're two and two. They're they're in a better lead than the than the Pats. So yeah, it's the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> oh, I love my charts. <laughs> All right, yeah, man, it, it makes you money. It's not like idle numbers or chart. This is information you've been watching football. Yep. Yeah. It's your little girl with your dad. You know, it's just making it specific yeah. and then specifically leveraging that football knowledge for money so you can buy things, go to the grocery store, the gas station, and buy things with that football knowledge. That's what we're doing here. Purpose and outcome of the podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was laughing at all these people who were upset at the Pittsburgh Steelers, the vitriol, and Mike Tomlin. Super Bowl winning coach. They don't understand it. Salesmen think short term. And businessmen and women think long term. Kevin McCarthy was too much of a salesman. Right? He got was in long term, his program. Tomlin only believes in division games <laughs> and home games. That's all he believes in. Him on the road. It's very, very, very questionable. The first six games of the season, he wants to focus on fundamentals, putting it on the defense, right, and running the football. And he has a quarterback. He's going against the Ravens. It's a division game, the hardball football mafia family. These games are usually 13-10 games either way. Uh Harbaugh made us money as a dog. He made us money betting against him as a favorite. I bet him for him as a favorite a couple of weeks ago because I thought it was still early in the season. He still had a lot of false hope going on. Er, wrong. So I'm going to stick to what I know. Scott laid it out beautifully last week. So I'm going with Pittsburgh Steelers plus the four and a half, five points. Remember, Lamar Jackson still hasn't proven anybody defense. So, uh, Tomlin's going to dial it up, dial it up for us, a nice game plan that he's been thinking about, not this week, but over the summer. And there's bad blood between Tomlin and Harbaugh. This is personal. Remember, Tomlin's won a lot of games. He'll be a a Hall of Fame coach. He's won Super Bowls. He's a great strategist. Comes from the Tony Dungy. Now, they're a legit Christian tree there of guys, you know, Herm Edwards, Tom Marinelli. They're just, they just know football and they will, it'll be a stalemate against the Ravens. So give me the Steelers plus four and a half points. If you live in the past, you die in the past, but these guys, uh, they're making a combined 17 and a half million dollars living in the past. So this is going to be an old school football game. I'm I'm looking at uh, 24-20 Ravens, which would make it the Steelers plus four and a half to get the five for that situation, under 38 and a half. We'll go Scott and Melissa. 
Josh, who's favorite in this game? Huh? Who's favorite? Hey, am I going to record this? No, who's favorite? Are the Ravens favorite? Yeah, exactly. It's automatic for us. You don't bet it blindly, but it's almost automatic. Exactly. John Harbaugh, as a favorite, never comes through. Never covers. I.e. Colts game. Favorite by seven and a half, lost outright. John Harbaugh cannot stand prosperity. The Steelers are at home. It's an ultra-important game for them. They just got embarrassed by Houston. It won't happen at home under Mike Tomlin. Give me Pittsburgh plus the four and a half. And this is going to be an old school under game. This is going to be a 17 to 14 type of game somewhere in there. So I like Pittsburgh and under. Well, Pittsburgh already lost a home game. He does not like to lose any home games. Um, He's very disciplined, right? He, He tanked the game earlier in the season to win this because division games count for two. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, I um, I originally was thinking the Ravens and that it was going to be over, but after what you guys just said, I think I'm going to change it to to agree with both of you because that makes nice. sense. Because they, we're we're a podcast. We're not canned. These canned speeches. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. and if you know, for people who watch it from an academic standpoint, if you want to look at um degenerate uh, Matty Gates, the way he came after McCarthy, he was really good on his feet. And, and McCarthy people would come up with all this canned stuff, and he came at him on his feet. That's a business guy, he's a business guy, hustler, and you know, he tore him up, he was on his feet, and you can see the intelligence of Melissa going in there. It's just dynamic. It isn't canned. We're obviously we're authentic. I don't think anybody lacks the authenticity of the podcast. And we give all the picks off for free. And we tell you things before they happen with the how and the whys. So you could also put money in your pocket. Just tip us after you make $28,000 for Jimmy. (laughs) So it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Plus four and a half under 38.5 because we know Harbaugh like a member of our family. And we've made more money off Harbaugh than 80% of the Christmas presents. At least I've gotten from my family. That made more money in Harbaugh. <laughs> What's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Uh, the Bengals and the Cardinals. Another game, the vitro, the people... Uh, gnashing their teeth, ripping up tickets in disgust because they picked the Bengals. Hello, the Bengals are a family-owned team. The Brown family, they're cheap. Uh, Zach Taylor has done mitigating factors. He's done great, right? It gives Melissa hope. The cheap team with good coaching and knows how to mitigate things. So with the Bengals, they've always given up the most sacks of any team. So they have Burrow with their, you know, three-step drop, gets the ball, you know, the league's catching up to that. Like the, the league's caught, caught up to the Giants. You're going to have to do something different. Mm-hmm. Lua Morales still good. He's still doing something different. He knows his players suck. So he has them in deep zone, deep safeties, right? Because right. these quarterbacks don't have an arm like Melissa. They can throw it over the top and hit Tyree Kill deep. <laughs> I got a team. I could be general manager, Scott. 
Give him a listed quarterback. All I need is a Tyreek Hill type to blow the defense over the top, roll her out, get her a nice blocking scheme. Winning some games, Scott. <laughs> oh, yes. Right. So now they're going to Josh Dobbs. And Josh Dobbs has been like Geno Smith. He's always been good. He's just been on bad teams that don't want to give him an opportunity, don't want to pay him a quarterback salary. Uh, the Cardinals are at home against the Bengals. I'm going to get it over the key number of 35 and a half. Uh, it's in a dome. The total is 45. If you live in the past, you die in the past. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the over on this because it's in a dome. Uh, the kickers are going to be important that they'll be able to hit. And the Cardinals have a good front line, bad second line because they're a cheap team. So the Bengals are going to get mad, score some team points in the second half, kind of maybe win it, win it late with a field goal. So I'm saying I'm feeling 27-24. Uh, they kick a late field goal to win. I'm going to win the over 45 and the plus three and a half. We'll go Scott, then Melissa. So Arizona's competed in every game. They played very well this year, better than, than a lot of people thought they would. Right. But I, I think Cincinnati needs to win this game desperately. If they lose this game, no playoffs. So right. I'm I'm going to agree with you. I, I was going to lean toward Arizona, but, but I'm going to agree with you. Cincinnati, a minus the three and a half over the but total. I'm going for the Cardinals, so Melissa's going to break the tie. Oh, you went with Arizona? Yeah, I went with Arizona, plus a time and a half. The Bengals are going to win the game 27-24. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So it's going to go over. Yeah. I'll lead that way, too. I'll lead Arizona, plus the points, and then over. It's over the three and a half, and you know they're going to be able to kick field goals. These teams suck. So. What happens soon, and we'll get Melissa to have her opinion on this. You don't have to answer now. Just answer when you're ready, Melissa. Mm -hmm. But there's always been a big debate in sports betting, whether you can predict turnovers or special team scores. Scott and I say no. I think that's a luck factor, 20%. Yeah. Right? In a situation like this, however, where you have two cheap teams in the second half, that linebacker who's been playing 100% of the snaps has been on two 14-play drives now on special teams. That's when your special team scores happen, the safety happen. They'll yeah. make this game go kind of crazy. We're three and a half. Uh, Cincinnati, it means more to them. They probably have more talent. We'll drive down late, hit it, field goal to win by one or two points, which means we win at three and a half, and I like it over. Yeah, yeah. and before Melissa goes, I think that folks are going to come into play in this game. That yeah. half of it, I, I think, think it's really going to come into play. Big time. Big time. What do you think, Melissa? I, yeah, so I agree 100%. I think the Cardinals are going to cover. Um, I think it's going to go over. I, I did have it under, but I do see it going over because it's going to be a very, you know, a very head-on game. I feel like they're going to be both fighting for that spot. Um, but I do think, I think the Bengals are going to win. Um, so I, I have in my notes um, my little sticky note, um, Cardinals cover, Bengals money line. I don't know what their money line is right now. Nice, nice. Three sides of the bet. You win two yeah. out of three, that's 6%. 52.5% break even. You give yourself more of an opportunity to win. It's at 
166 minus 166 on DraftKings. So um, that was the route that I was going to take um, for that game. So up to minus 250, the math is still good. Mm-hmm. All right. That is our unanimous pick. Three sides of the bat, really. So we'll go Bengals minus 166. Right. See, we're not like Kevin McCarthy, right? We're getting good on, opinions and we're applying them. On FanDuel, it's minus 156 on the money line. Okay. Ooh, even better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at FanDuel right now. Love so you got to shop around. Shop around. You, you'll get a better deal than the ones. But bet it now. Do it now. Right. It's going to go up, probably. Again, so. our process is... Sunday night, you see something come up, you know, like like last year it was uh Belichick Tomlin under 45. <laughs> like, what's yeah, that right away. But that game ended up 13 times. That's a no-brainer. First six games of the season, they're both playing vanilla against each other, and they're not gonna game plan against each other. Of course it's under. Then by this time, by Wednesday, you would have done your research, you get up to 80 to 90 percent of the games. And then there's a couple of games you wait till game time. All right. This game, this Cincinnati Arizona game on Sunday was Cincinnati minus seven. Yeah. I think it was Sunday. It might have been earlier than that. But I had seen just perusing through at the beginning of the season. It was the beginning of the season. It was Cincinnati minus seven. So if you had taken it then at Arizona plus seven, you'd be sitting on a really big ticket. So big time, big, because you know, it, even though the Bengals have been to the Super Bowl, right? Even though Zach Taylor's a great coach, Herbert's you know, well, not Herbert, he reminds me of Herbert Burrow, is a great player, Chase is a great player. It's a cheapo franchise with no backup, so it doesn't matter how good they are, they're not gonna be counting spreads on the road, right? Yeah, what's the next game you're gonna look at, Melissa? The Eagles and the Rams. Eagles in the Rams. Two uh, fat underread di- disciples. They're both going to be playing the same way on fourth and one. They're going to do that illegal rugby play where people are pushing everybody around. Hopefully, there'll be a defensive guy who comes out and answer for that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of running in this game. Uh when I look at video of Melissa and then I see the videos, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a split screen of Melissa and uh, Stafford. You see yeah. how much better of an athlete Melissa is than, than Mr. Stafford. God bless Mr. Stafford. He's been in the NFL for 14 years. His body's fragile. He's there for his mind, not his body. You see him lobbing passes. His shoulder is really messed up. But he's a smart guy. He knows the plays. For that reason, they're not going to throw the ball all over the place. They're going to figure out how to run it, figure out how to throw it to the tight end, ball control. Um, Fields is not going to be running it all over the place because he wants to keep his body fresh for the playoffs. Again, if the Eagles get up to a big lead, what do they do? They run it all second half and get the games nice and under for us. Vegas knows this is a marquee game, two big markets. They're suckering everybody with that high total of 50. Remember, the average score of an NFL game is 45 points. Uh, I don't think the Eagles are as good as they were last year, and people know what their game plan is. They haven't deviated from it. McVay has gone to two Super Bowls, 1-1. One, one. 
always gets his teams into the playoffs. He's taking it too hard, but I'm not his cardiologist. He just he's like Brandon Staley, young guy, but his face is bright red. He's doing a hundred job. He's calling the plays. He's the offensive coordinator, and he's a young head coach talking to all the players. He was a defensive guy, and then Raheem Morris, even though he's a genius, almost the smartest Melissa is. Uh, he's a hard guy to deal with. That's a defense court. And, and it's good looking at the body language of them uh, in training camp, you know, and that's why Raheem Morris isn't a head coach. He's just like yelling and screaming at everybody and brooding like Mr. Sala, who's about to get fired over there in New York. All that to say, give me the Rams. I'm going to buy the half point if I'm paranoid, but give me the Rams plus five under 50 points. Scott, then Melissa. I agree. The Rams are coming home, number one. From uh, They don't seem like they play at home at all, they have. Number two, Cooper Cup, maybe they'll play in this week, may not be. That's a lift for the Rams completely into their offense. I like the Rams in this game. I, I'm, I'm even thinking of putting a little sprinkle on the money line with the Rams in this game. I think Philadelphia's about to lose a game. They haven't looked really good. Um, 15 and a half is way too many points. So give me the end of 15 and a half. Give me the Rams plus the five and sprinkle very lightly on the money line. Not a lot, just a little. Five, ten. Yeah, Yeah. toward the Rams. If you win, you win win a double because it's plus plus 180 on the money line with the Rams. Yeah. And if you think the Eagles might lose, that's always a good plus money bet. Yeah. Because what? New Jersey had three. When you look at Fat Chris Christie, right, who's running the Republican side, he's the one that legalized sports betting throughout the country, but in New Jersey, three billion dollar handle with a B. Okay, and you got all these people as a religion. If you saw that movie, Silver Lining Playbook, with uh, Eve Lawrence or whatever her name is, and uh, I forgot the guy's name, but good movie on sports betting. It ends up being I'm not going to spoil it. Sports betting and mental health. But it's, it's about Eagles fans. Robert De Niro is an Eagle fan who only bets the Eagles blindly every week. <laughs> oh my You'd be surprised. I know this guy who owns a construction company, and this dude has everything on point, right? I mean, everything's on point. You know, his wife is beautiful. His kids, you see, oh, Josh, look at my kids. His kids are all beautiful. His construction company. Josh, I need you to look at the books, help me out. I don't know. This is better than what I do. All my investment, all is better than everything is perfect, except for he goes to Foxwoods every single week with $25,000 cash. And whatever the line is, he puts it on the on the Eagles. That's insane. <laughs> Josh, Josh, I need some picks to make me back the Eagles money. I'm like, why are you betting the Eagles money? But, you know, I don't preach to people. Those are my parents. And then I keep harping on people. Right. Only done once. So, Give, yeah, I like the Rams. What do you think, Melissa? Uh, I agree. I agree. Sorry, I'm typing in the notes right here for Scott. Um, yeah, I, I had the Rams. Um, I just put in my bet right now um, for the five. I bought the half nice. point. Um, I, I got the, the under right now. Um, I was waiting on this one to place my bet to, to hear what you guys thought about it. Cause originally I was thinking Eagles money line, but I think I'm going to 
stay away from the money line and just do the, the Rams are going to cover it. It's going to be under 50 points. Right. So it's within the first six games of the season and these Andy Reid, Belichick guys, they all think the same. That's why I bet every game. Because really you're betting kind of the same game twice because all these guys have the same philosophy. They practice the same way. Look for the same type of players to work out at the same time play. On and on and on and on, right? In McVeigh at home. So the Eagles might not necessarily game plan for the Rams. And then when he's talking about Cooper Cup, it's the air raid, right? That Ben Raslaff taught us where the receiver reads the offense, the defense independently of the quarterback and then runs her out. But the great communication between the two veterans, and also Cooper Cup, to McVay's credit, he picked this up at Eastern Washington. When Eastern Washington coach said, hey, this guy's smart. He picked things up quickly, right? You should draft this guy. Not for his athletic ability. The fact that he can read the defense like Kelsey can with yeah. uh, Kansas City. And then he has the telepathy or the signals or whatever. Kind of like Gronk and Brady. So that tells me they're always going to be in the right play. And again, they're smart. So they might not want to score. What they want to do is keep on the field, keep their defense legs fresh to keep it under for Melissa and I and Scott. <laughs> so give me the Rams plus a five under 50. What is the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Uh, the Jets and the Broncos. <gasps> Jets. Uh, horrible, horrible. Horrible game. Uh, I'm going to have to do more <laughs> of a deeper dive. I'm going to have to deeply dive into the Denver Post. I have been reading the New York Post, paying the extra five bucks for the New York Post extra. Uh, but I think I, I mean, we've seen them on hard knocks. So we got the Jets until the Broncos, the yeah, and I did it on my Hawthorne effect. The, the highest winning percentage in NFL history is the Broncos at home. Mm-hmm. And again, you could call it discipline or you could call it living in the past. But uh, Sean Payne seems like he's not game planning and he's doing the whole Belichick Parcells thing about waiting six games before he starts game planning for teams. It's like, uh, excuse me, coach. <laughs> Your team sucks really, really bad. They're giving you the resources. Maybe you should do some game planning, right? Especially when you're giving up 70 points, coach. All right. Drew Brees in the Super Bowl was like 20 years ago. You haven't won anything. All you've done is gotten like Tyson Hill hurt, right? <laughs> That's all you've done lately. Uh, they're playing a very depressing, cheap franchise. The Johnsons. They, they told them they were going to kick him out for being mafiosos, part of tax slamming in New York, owing the IRS $20 million. If I owed the IRS $20 million, I would be in jail. The Johnsons, the owners of the Jets, are allowed to do this. Wesley Snipes must be pissed. Wesley Snipes owed the IRS $11 million, spent five years in jail. He's like, what? Why is it the Johnsons in jail? I had to go to jail, right? But I guess if you own an NFL team and you're got pictures on Goodell, <laughs> you can you can get out of jail. So they're going. The reason I say this is that's why they're cheap. That's why like the 
Bengals, if they're front line players, what does Salah know about offensive line? He knows nothing because he's getting his quarterbacks killed with a horrible offensive line. Their quarterback is worse. People are like, oh, Zach Wilson had a good game. No, he didn't. Zach Wilson did not have a good game. Kansas City plays zone and is waiting for you to make a mistake. And he hit some passes when the Kansas City defense was asleep with the league. He's <laughs> not really too worried about it. Uh, he's on the road against Denver. Numbers are numbers. So I'm going to go Denver money line. Let me see what I can get Denver on the money line. Can they lose three games at home when the highest winning percentage is Denver at home in the altitude against a depleted team that played a night game with a high school quarterback? That How tall are you, Melissa? Me? I'm 5'8". Five eight. So you're an inch taller than Zach Wilson. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Dang. He is small, a disaster. So you have to have open up passing lanes for him. But the Denver defense has been so bad. I got a deep dive. Why is their defense so pathetic? Yeah. And they're quitters, right? <laughs> you should be in condition to be able to start a fight when you're giving up. 70 points. So I don't know. Make sense of this game for me, Scott. So I agree with you. Denver's defense is historically bad. I mean, they're, they're on pace to be the worst defense in NFL history. It made Justin Fields, who looked awful, look like the second coming of Tom Brady, so to speak. Right, right, right. But the Jets with Zach Wilson did not give me any confidence going on the road to Denver. In altitude, Denver Denver money line is minus one thirty. I'm 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 taking that. The Denver line, and it's going to be another game because neither one of these offenses are going to be able to move the ball at all. The Jets' defense is really good, and Zach Wilson won't be able to put up twenty points against the Denver defense. I don't think, even though they've been historically bad, because Zach Wilson is is not a good quarterback. Right. So I'll take Denver money line and I'll take the under. Denver money line. Yeah. And, and the, the only reason I'm taking Denver money line is because they're playing at home. If they were playing in New York, it's a different story, but they're playing yeah. at home. Yeah. All right. So Den- Denver money line under 44, right? Yeah. What do you think, Melissa? Um, I sorry, my one of my toddlers got hurt right now, so I was a little distracted. Um, oh, <laughs> a lot of crying, a lot of crying. So my mama instincts are like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> so you're going for uh, the Denver on the money line. Yeah, yeah, Denver on the money line. Just because the Jets are so bad. Yeah. If, and. You look at, okay, who can rally the troops, right? Uh, DeMarco Ryan's rallied the troops with Houston when they went down to, to Jacksonville. So you have some, like, influence on the player. can give them some pulse hope early in the season, right? Because they're only in, like, week five. Some coaches can't do that. Obviously, Payne, Sean Payne can do that with Miami. In second. When you give up 70 points, you're doing zero motivation. You know? So that, yeah. that's why I'm 
Denver. I'm looking at Denver, their participation chart. And six, almost seven players on offense playing 100% of snaps. On defense, they have one guy playing 100% of snaps, 31% of special teams. Another guy about the same. Um, then I'll take a look at... Plus, I think the other thing that comes into play is Denver lost to Las Vegas at home. A game they should not have lost, but they lost it 17-16. Right. So I, I particularly think that Sean Payton is, is going to hammer home to his team. Hey, we lost to a Vegas team we should have beaten. We can't lose at home to a Jets team that we should have beat. So we need to win this game. And that's why I'm leaning toward Denver Moneyline also because of that fact, too. Right. It's another Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah. It's lost a home game like Tomlin. And now this is two within that first six six week evalu- you know, evaluation period. These yeah. guys have stated they ascribe to. I'm not trying to sway you, Melissa, but that's, that's the reasoning why I'm behind the pick. Of yeah, no, yeah, because yeah. Dan has been, 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 been horrible on our defense, horrible. Oh, yeah, and I would not yeah. even come close to picking them if they were playing a, a team like, um, you know, anybody. Jacksonville or or Tennessee or something like that. But they're playing the Jets, right. exactly. Great. The Jets aren't that good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. They have a decent defense, but they, they suck on offense. And then you no, look no. at T.J. Mosley. T.J. Mosley is your best player. Yeah. He's playing 100% of the snaps, 70 snaps, and then you're going to roll him out five more times on special teams, your can't best player. That. That's stupid. That. Yeah. But, yeah. You can't do that. Jets, Broncos, they're pretty the same. Yeah. That's yeah, why I was trying to only one and a half. <laughs> it's crazy. So I, I think it's going to be a close game, but yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and agree with you on both of you on this. And, and the other thing is morale, right? And you look at corporate mm-hmm. girlfriends, uh, CJ Mosley is your best player and you're rolling him out 70 snaps, right? On defense mm-hmm. and then special teams. He's your best player. He should be at like 71% of the snaps, 50 yeah. snaps, and zero special teams because he yeah. is your best player. So, people, you know, people are looking at it and they're like, wait, wait a second, that is stupid. Yep. My coaches are dumb. That's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You know? And he's a heart and soul guy, Alabama guy, spirit guy. Right? Mistake. All right. So we're gonna go with Broncos minus one thirty over forty three. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next game we're gonna look at is in the dome. The Vikings needing a win bad. I think Scott, this is almost like the Harbaugh situation. Yep. People again, they were gnashing their teeth, upset over the she's not covering. But that's Andy Reid. We didn't think yep. he was gonna pull that out early in the season. But you know, it's hard to teach. An old dog, new tricks, especially when he won the Super Bowl last year. So he's not going to change this. He'll win this game against Minnesota, but he won't cover the six points. And it's going to go under 52 and a half. It's strategic. 
52 is a key number, so it'll be under 52 and a half. What do you think? Yeah. Scott and uh, my problem with this with this number being so high, this total is Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter is bad Kirk Cousins. He doesn't right. know what to do. He, he's lost in the fourth quarter at the end of the games. He's got right. his hand over his helmet because he can't hear. He doesn't know to spike the ball or call his own play. That's a problem when, when your quarterback doesn't know what the heck to do in, in crunch time, so to speak. So I'm going to go under the total with you. And I'm going to go Minnesota as well, uh, you know, plus the points. I think that Andy Reid is going to – this is going to be one of those games that Andy Reid says, hey, we got the game in hand, AFC, NFC. We don't need to blow this team out. They're at home. Let's you know. Let's keep it within the field goal. And I think that's what's going to happen in this game. I think I think Kansas City is going to win the game, but it's going to be by by like a 27-24 game type of game. So right. give me Minnesota plus the points and under the fifty-three. Hundred percent. What do you think, Melissa? Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I think the Vikings are going to cover, but I think the Chiefs are, I mean, naturally they're going to win, um, right. but they can't cover points for the life of them. They have a hard time covering. So this week I learned that, I learned that lesson last week and this week I am going to, I'm going to go for the Vikings. Um, and I agree with the under. That's so awesome. And, you know, Melissa gets things quickly, man. Things to three, four years ago. Like last year, I remember Scott explaining to Chad all things about a push, right? Mm-hmm. And Melissa was predicting pushes last week. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we got your Vikings plus the six points under 52 and a half. No mm-hmm. need to be upset that the Chiefs didn't cover, even though you were hyped up on ESPN with all the PR machine. Oh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Oh, Taylor Swift is going to be at the game. I'm going to put the favorite in the over. No. It's, I think the other Swift might make us a lot of money with these totals. <laughs> People betting blindly games that where she's at. All right. What's the next game we're going to look at? Sunday night Cow- football. The Cowboys and the 49ers. The Cowboys and the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Guess us to another irrational urban myth. This illogical thinking is what do they call it? A fallacy. Mm-hmm. However, cash tickets, <laughs> cash tickets at a high level, eighty percent. So you can lump it in with a double-digit dog in the division, eighty percent, and the home dog on Monday Night Football is eighty percent. Revenge game theory: Well, the team with players loses to another team. Uh, the previous season in the playoffs, the following season, the team with revenge on their mind beats them. And we saw the, the Jerry Jones' revenge for Kraft saying he was going to beat his ass at the owners' meeting. And it kind of made me proud. It's like, what? This is what I've been telling people because they were ready to fight over corporate governance. I'm like, see, you got two billionaire guys in their 70s about to throw. Blows over corporate governance. People, it's important. <laughs> it's going to make you a lot of money. Obviously, it's made them a lot of money. So I think the same thing's going to happen. Uh, McCarthy, right? He's the coach. It's been a bad week for the McCarthy name, but it's a very common Irish name. <laughs> McCarthy did win a Super Bowl, be it with Aaron Rodgers. You know, set a game plan. 
so I like how about them boys plus three and a half. Both have really good defense. The playoff game went really under. So these are highly paid coaches focused on scoring. I think it's going to go over, which is the median of an NFL game. And watch this go over that key number of three and a half as billionaires from Silicon Valley go over the hill over to Nevada to bet blindly the 49ers. We'll go Scott and Melissa. Sunday night football. So I love San Francisco in this spot. I think that San Francisco has built around Brock Purdy a wall of talent. And I think Christian McCaffrey is going to make the difference in this game. I don't think Dallas has anybody that can stop him. So if um, it's gonna the numbers are gonna go up from here. So I I'm gonna take San Francisco minus three and a half because as Josh said, the San Francisco 49ers fans will go and bet this game right. heavy money, which will push the spread up to five probably or six by kickoff. So I'll take San Francisco minus three and a half. And um, as soon as this is over, I'm gonna bet it. San Francisco minus three and a half. And I agree with you, Josh. I think this game goes over. I think it's going to get close to 50 in this game. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to go San Francisco minus the points in the over 45. All right. Yeah. So this is not a cult. We like differing opinions. If McCarthy would have gotten different opinions, he would still be speaker. So we all agree on a total over 50. What do you think about the sign, Melissa? I I went with the 49ers. I got it at the three and a half on Monday. Um, I felt like it, it was going to go up later in the week. Um, I think they're going to cover. Um, I think I think they're going to win too. So what is their money line right now? Uh, 185 minus 185. Um, I probably will stay away from the money line, but um. Yeah, my bet was 49ers minus three and a half over 45. All right. So the consensus pick people love. They're like, Josh, you've been great. You made me a lot of money. But what is Melissa on? (laughs) 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 Along with Scott, Scott's the playoffs, is the 49ers minus three and a half over 45. Right. Yeah. So that is your consensus pick. Man, that's going to get a lot of high ratings. Good game. Good two, good two defenses, good two franchises. It leads us to two bad defenses and two bad franchises on Monday night, but they're the home dog on Monday night. McDaniels, 30% without Brady. Uh, worse without cheating. He has a horrible record without cheating. He has to win. The only reason they didn't fire him last year is because they don't have the cash flow. This is a team owned by the Mafia, has 100 owners, and they all have to be anonymous because half of them are in the witness protection program. They need the cash from the team, <laughs> and you can't get them to sell because they need the cash. They witness protection or whatever they're doing, and they need that cash. Uh, man, it's at a new stadium. You're going to get the calls. The Packers, uh, they're owned by the city. Noren Rodgers. LaFleur been a little shaky. LaFleur's been a little shaky now. He doesn't have Aaron Rodgers calling half the plays or calling him off half the plays. Uh, in a couple spots where he should have done well, like the Lions, he was getting in the second half. He wasn't good. The Saints, 
was a race to the towards the bottom after another race towards the bottom with the Falcons who suck and the Bears don't count, right? Their offensive coordinator has severe mental illness. <laughs> now they're going to the Raiders, and the Raiders are going to get help from the refs. They're going to be at home. He needs this game. Aiden O'Donnell, I liked him at Purdue. He was shaking the beginning, but once he got it going, he was fine against the Chargers. Uh, you know, so all that to say, home dog on Monday Night Football is three and one. So it's not the house's money. It's your money. It's my money. So I'm three and one. Home dog on Monday Night Football. So with my money, my thousand dollars, I am gonna go with the Raiders plus two points at home in Vegas, getting the calls by the refs who want people to buy season tickets and to show up to later games. The Packers haven't shown me much. They kind of know the built-in win for the Raiders. Uh, and get me over 45, you have two offensive coaches going against each other. Again, this is something maybe not 80%, but close to 65 to 70%. If two young Offensive coaches go against each other in a dome stadium. The game goes over. If two defensive-minded coaches who are old, like Belichick and McTomlin, face each other, that game goes under 70% of the time. So for that and many other reasons, I'm going Raiders plus a two over 44, and I already bet that. What do you think, Scott and Melissa? Monday Night Football. So this is the, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas this year. The NFL needs Las Vegas to win. They need to show showcase the stadium. That's right. that's gonna be the main main person. Main, main objective of that game. Objective of this game, yeah. Out of the Las Vegas money line. I, I don't trust the two points. I think I can see this very easily being a one point game. It's minus one hundred and five, so, so it's almost. Are they favorite? Are they favorite? Or are they dogs? Las Vegas is underdog by it's down to one now. It was two, oh, it's down to one. So Josh, you're moving lines with the, with the theory that the whole right, dog. Right. So I'm, I'm still I'm still going to go with the money line at minus one hundred and five, and right. I'm going to go over the forty-five. I think this is going to be a, an offensive explosion, so to speak. You get two offensive-minded coaches. Going great. out against each other. Aiden O'Connell looked great. Looked great. I thought he did a, a phenomenal job in his first career NFL start during the regular season. I think he can do it again. And then even if Jimmy G plays, I think Jimmy G can be good as well. So I'm going over the over the total and I'm taking Las Vegas on the money line. All right. Vegas. I, have feeling, I have a feeling this is going to switch to Las Vegas being the favorite by kickoff. Monday right. Night. So, so I already bet this. I already bet plus a two. Yeah. We're 44. What says Melissa? The people that, who the people really want to hear. I did. Okay. Updating my notes. One second. Um, so I did um, the Packers. Plus the two, and I just did the Raiders money line. So I think the Packers would, would cover, but I think the money line on the Raiders is a good choice. Yeah, and, and I think there's going to be a lot of scoring late. Yeah. Because don't have really good depth. Yeah. I agree on the over. 
too, by the way. Um, nice. So we all agree on the over. So I would bet double on the over and maybe stay away from the side because we disagree. So probably it's going to be crazy. Besides yeah. We yeah. disagree. All right. And uh, looking over Green Bay, you can see how they're owned by the city and they're cheap. Cheapo team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you, you know, this guy's playing 100% of the snaps for free safety. 40% of your special teams. Are you, no professional team should ever do that. This is your starter, 75 snaps. This guy played, what, 87 snaps in a professional football game? Yeah, where's the league? Where's the you know? That's how you know how the unions paid off, right? Because that should never happen. Complete insanity. This your your cornerback who has to run on every play, right? It's a cornerback. He's playing sixty four percent of the snaps and seventy percent of special teams. That is insane. Complete insanity. Yeah. All right. So, final words, guys. Another week where we're going to make a lot of money, uh, but you have to go through a process, and we do it, and you have to listen to each other. And you can't think you're so smart like the George Navarro's and the Kevin McCarthy's of the world who lose wonderful opportunities just by not listening to the smart people around. But we do, though. So, so I don't think, think we've, we've ever mentioned this. Oh, we have, but we've brushed by it. And, and Melissa mentioned a lot tonight, too. On Sunday night, after the games are over, or, or as the Sunday night game is going, take a look at the next week's lines. And if you see something you like, bet it right away, because it's going to change. It's going to go up or down. Yeah. So, so I, would, I would, even before the season starts, they have all the lines up, DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever. Just take a, go through it, take a look at the lines and see if you see something in the next week that you like, bet it. Don't don't hesitate. Like I've already looked at, at week six lines. This is a double digit dog in the division that Josh talks about all the time. Already. <laughs> right. So so I'm I'm gonna bet that probably in the next day or two because you can bet it, number one, and number two is a double digit dog in the division. So don't hesitate to look at those lines on Sunday night after after the game, most of the games are over. And see if you see something you like, you see something that we've talked about on the pod time and time again, bet it. Bet it. And don't hesitate to put money on it because you'll win. Those lines change all the time. They go up, go down all the time. So, so and there's, and there's no, yeah, it's not like a stock, right? So, with the licenses I have, if I suggest a stock to somebody, it has a prospectus and it has the accounting. And we know that every single company I've been involved with for 30 years has two set of books. Mm-hmm. Has the books they have for taxes, for investor, and then they have the real books. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at a lie. So you have to re-engineer the lie and do your research, go to the company, talk to the secretary, Somebody hired me, right, as a consultant, and I go to the accounting, been there 20 years, and they go, hey, Josh, this is your, you know, your accounting. Okay, let me look at the real books. Oh, Josh, what are you talking about real books? We don't have any real books here. I've been doing this for 30 years, and every single company I've had worked with has two set of books. Yeah. 
You're, you're saying that you're the only company in 30 years that doesn't have this. Yes, Josh, that's what it is. Okay, I believe you, and I believe in you. So I'm bringing in my tech guy to mirror the hard drive, right? Just to double check. No, 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 Josh, I got these books. All right. I knew, man. <laughs> There's a different set of books. Casinos do not tell you where the money's coming from. You hear all this, oh, 80% coming on this team, that team. Well, unless I see the numbers, experience has taught me that unless I see the numbers with my own eyes, old, rich, independently rich Jewish guy at 50 is so coming to my restaurant and said, Josh, best investment advice I can give you is you see with your eyes. <laughs> right? You know, it's, you know, uh, not Darwin, but uh, Freud said, right, a cigar sometimes is just a cigar. So what I'm saying by the lines is, if if you haven't worked at the casinos and seen the numbers yourself, preparatory numbers that nobody else sees, these lines are not scientific. Come up with your own thing. You're watching the games all day. And then the philosophy of the coach. They don't game plan for six weeks. And they got a home game next week, like Ray will have. Ray will look by the book. I, just, I needed to pay more attention. I would have made more money off Ray because he went right by the book, the Andy Reid book, that's making them millions of dollars. Like go a random road game, don't game plan, but game plan for your home game, game plan for your division game, which the Ravens and the Steelers, right? It's going to be totally different. When these guys decide to game plan against each other, right? These guys make six, seven million dollars for a reason. Right, and it's going to be a completely different team than what you're looking at. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Final words, Melissa. I'm ready for week five. I'm very sad that my boys aren't playing, so <laughs> I will be probably drinking a lot on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I'm ready. I'm excited to see my percentage for this next week compared to last week. <laughs> and your, your percentage is phenomenal. 52.5% is break even. 59% you can live in Vegas. He's hitting mid-fixes. And Scott and I, just a little below, you got to make comeback. The only way we come back is the urban legends from luck to come our way. And then Saturday, remember, Saturday we're going to do some college football. Yes. And I discourage people to do this. People send me messages that are doing it. Whenever we have kind of a break-even week, they start parlaying and hitting our, our picks the next week because they know we're going to come back. So it was a break-even week at college next week. So people are expecting 80 90% or like the Melissa 11 or no first week. All right, so everybody has their own philosophy. Kevin McCarthy has his philosophy. He gave, he gave, he gave. He got him to the speakership, right? But uh, – there's people who are horrible people, cartel people, they kill people. They have 15 minus 10 mistresses, and they live very, very happy, very uh, wealthy lives. So you can go by that, doing that way. Melissa, Scott, and I go the other route. We're not necessarily nice, but it makes us feel good to do nice things. We just don't randomly give to everyone, but we give to as many people as we know because it's not philanthropy or religion. And we're not sims. I just learned what that term means. We're not sims. 
You mess with us, we will cut your throat, we'll, you know, cut you into pieces in the desert where no one will find you. But hopefully it never gets to them. We look at it as a business policy. You give one, you get 10 back. Like Kim McCarthy then, he became Speaker of the House. And some people become very rich like Warren Buffett. You give one, you get 10 back, right? It's the business theory of reciprocity. And Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make your life from what you get. Thank you for listening. That's why this one cost us $800, and that cost $200. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shit in the work. That's why I work.